What up? We are back again today, and it is time to get the ball rolling. We are back once again today in the studio. What a week it has been. I am so glad that we are able to meet once again, talk a little bit about the FCS uh, and this past week, because this past week was uh, really uh, a lot of telltale signs. Uh, so last time I left you guys off with, uh, I had got a call from a coach. Um, I had been experiencing some some injury type stuff uh, with cross country. He told me, hey, look, I need you to come to Grand Junction and race in this race. Uh, you know, we've, we need you to be here. And luckily I was able to make it out to Grand Junction. Super wonderful. If you haven't been out there, you need to, you need to take a look around. Grand Junction is, is quite a place. Grand Junction, Colorado was able to, to run there. Our team took six. So overall it was good and, uh, it, uh, good outing and stuff. So, uh, a little bit today, we'll be talking about the FCS uh, since this is the FCS podcast. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about um, our uh, what happened last week, uh, the games of the week, right? And we'll talk about the major storylines heading into this week. We will go over our uh, top fifteen, as always, like we always do on this uh, on this podcast. We will also probably be breaking down a little bit more of what the playoff picture might be looking like uh, going forward into the next. Uh, into the next week or two. Uh, we're getting really close. Uh, the race to Frisco is on. And then uh, we'll be talking about the games of the week for this upcoming week. So that's what we're kind of looking at. And uh, this last week was so, so important on so many levels. And I hate to say this. Uh, I really do. But it's a fact of football. And the injury bug comes around. And it always comes around right about now. We're about halfway through the season, right? And, and as sportscasters and, and as media personnel, we can't predict the the, the injuries, right? Uh, with some people, I guess you can, but I, I wouldn't be able to say, you know, uh, somebody is going to get hurt. And and a lot of these good football teams are starting to see injuries. They're starting to see these cracks, and it's really how you adjust. And that's why I love college athletics is go, okay, this guy got hurt. How are we going to adjust and make it better? How are we going to make this bad situation good? And And and, and right now, South Dakota is faced with that, uh, with Javor Gibbs. Uh, he, he getting hurt. Uh, I believe it was in his uh, right knee. It might be his left knee. Don't quote me on that. But it, uh, he, he has a knee injury. Uh, they don't know what the severity of the injury is. And, uh, nothing's been uh, released yet. But however, South Dakota State still looked really good with, uh, without him in the, the second half of the South Dakota State-North Dakota State game uh, this last weekend. Um uh, you have a guy like uh, Justin Covington, who is now out for the season for the Villanova Wildcats, who was putting up incredible numbers. Really sad to see that he has gone down. And uh, it affects the team as a whole, right? Uh, I mean, you had a few. I know that uh, uh, Constantine for Weaver State was out. I believe his name is Jake Constantine. And uh, they put in Jukes, Jenks, Jenks. I believe that's his name. I always mess it up. Uh, Jenks, he comes in and uh, he he did really well for the for the games he plays. But you know, Constantine is back and 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 they're you know Weaver State is rolling now and and it's great. So it's it's all about that that adjustment and that's really what you know one of the main topics of discussion this last week is. What are we going to do? What are, we're going to see these great teams? What is going to happen? Um, you know, come 
come Frisco time, right? Once when we get into the playoffs. So uh, some of the games of the week last week and uh, their outcome. Uh, North Dakota State needed a 70-yard touchdown run to seal the deal against South Dakota State. It was a great scene in Brookings College Game Day was there. uh, ESPN College Game Day uh, really showed what the FCS can and will do. I personally think they need to have their own personal show. I think somebody needs to start it up. Uh, I mean, let's get these talking. I think there's a lot of good games and quality games throughout the throughout the weeks and uh they could you could go to uh, you know a college game day and just you know divide it do fps and fcs there's plenty of crazy uh fun fans you could meet lots of tailgating to do uh and then uh, out of the caa villanova fell over a last minute field goal to stony brook the Sea Wolves by a score of 35 to 36. Uh, it was a good measuring stick. Like I said, it's sad to see that Justin Covington is out. Uh, I think he'd actually been hurt a couple games before, but this was the first time that I felt like his presence wasn't there. Uh, so kind of kind of tough to see him go down. We'll see how the Wildcats respond. I kind of feel like they're almost, I would say, a lock for the playoffs. Uh, but they gotta they gotta continue to you know pick up a couple of wins uh, in in an effort to make it, right? Uh, out of the Patriot, we had Lehigh versus Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown had been playing a lot better than what I previously thought this year and what we had previously discussed, right? I released my uh, Patriot League standings, and I believe I had Georgetown right about middle of the pack. And, uh, well, they, they were playing a lot better than that. However, the Mountain Hawks of Lehigh are the people that are coming out. Uh, 27 to 24, Lehigh gets the win. Uh, looking like uh, this next weekend is going to kind of seal the deal for uh, either Lehigh or Holy Cross to, to make it into the playoffs. But uh, this Lehigh team's rolling, so you know, give it up for them. Uh, win in 27-24. Uh, out of the Ohio Valley, I was watching this really closely. Um, I didn't have the best service uh, driving across uh, eastern Utah and then back down to southern Utah. But uh, I was getting updates of the, the southeast Missouri uh, game against UT Martin. Uh, sorry, Skyhawk fans. They ended up falling. Uh, I've all, I actually predicted UT Martin to get the win, and for the majority of the game, it looked like they were going to get it. Uh, they ended up not, you know, just not being able to execute down the stretch, whatever it is. Uh, but it looks like uh, UT Martin these next two weeks, like I said, about this team, is they need to win two of the next three uh, to make it to the playoffs. And I really think this team can do it. I've said it. If you if you follow me on Twitter uh, or on any of the social media, I've been really high on this UT Martin team. I think they're going to be able to do it. Uh, if they if they can beat uh, Jacksonville State this week and then Austin PA next week, you're really going to see uh, how good this team is. They fell. Southeast Missouri is a great team. Uh, two really good teams duking it out for, for the overall championship. They still have the most conference wins. So, you know, give it up for UT Martin and we'll see. We'll uh, definitely be following them here. Uh, out of the Missouri Valley, uh, we had South Dakota against SIU. This was another big measuring stick I wanted to see. I really thought that South Dakota the first year was going to be making the playoffs. Started to look like, uh, a little bit more improbable now, but uh, SIU, a really big bright spot out of the Missouri Valley, uh, got the win by a score of, um, let me check. Oh, sorry. I don't have the score on that one. I wrote the North Dakota State score next to that one. I'm sorry, but I know that they won. I believe it was like 44-27, uh, if my memory doesn't fail me. Out of the big sky, we had North Dakota versus Montana State. Want to see Cam Montana State bounce back. And then after a bye, uh, they didn't. Uh, 16-12. North Dakota got the win. North Dakota knows how to play well uh, at home. Uh, out of the big south, we had Kennesaw State versus North Alabama. Uh, Kennesaw State won 41-17. Nothing much. We'll be talking a little bit more about Kennesaw State a little bit later. And then Central Arkansas had to have a big comeback win, uh, 29 to 
25 at the end of regulation over Sam Houston State. The Bearcats, uh, those are probably, uh, well, a lot of people are saying these are the two teams that will make it out of the Southland into the playoffs. Uh, we will see uh, if that comes to fruition. But, you know, overall, I was really impressed with this This. Uh, this week, I cannot wait to to see what brings this this next week. Right, uh, like I said, the, the Nova loss kind of was a, was a shocker for me. I thought they'd take care of Stony Brook, and it really starts to to show you how deep these conferences are. All right, so the question has to be asked: Is Stony Brook overrated, or are were they underrated? Are they overhyped? Where is the hype? Where's the hype meter? I guess we need to create a hype meter, right, for this team. Uh, currently, they are five and three. They have a loss to Utah State. They lost to James Madison in overtime, and they lost to University of New Hampshire. Now, I believe that UNH game uh, was at home, so kind of a, an ugly loss. There, the Utah State game you can forgive, and the the James Madison one uh, you can forgive them being the number two team in the nation right now. But well, what's going to come of it? Well, you know, a lot of people are like, well, automatically you beat Nova, you're going to be jumping up into the top fifteen. I mean, even ours. I don't. I, I hate to to spoil, you know, our standings, but they jumped up into our top fifteen. But we're going to look at their their schedule going out. They're at Richmond. They're home against Towson. At Delaware, home against Albany. But just to show you the depth of the big three conferences, we're going to go over it. Kate, James Madison looks like a, a clear runaway um, out of the CAA. They'd have to drop, uh, I believe. Well, they'd have to lose at least two games, CAA games, which I don't think is going to happen. This JMU team is stacked, but uh, c- c- battling for second, you have Albany at five and three, three and one in the conference. UNH four and three, three and one in the conference. Richmond four and four, three and one in the conference. Villanova six and two, three and two in the conference. Alon four and four, three three and two in the conference. Stony Brook five and three, two and two in the conference. Delaware four and four, two and two in the conference. Towson four and four, one and three in the conference. Maine three and five, one and three in the conference. So some of these teams have played FBS teams. So that's why their numbers are going to be a little bit skewed, but all the way down to Maine, we're talking about a, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine teams that could potentially reach the second spot. Now I think it'd be very unlikely to see Maine get all the way up into the second position. Uh, these were the Black Bears that went that went to the semifinals last year. Uh, you know, again, injuries, stuff like that start to start to plague uh, you know, good teams like this and, and set them back a little bit. They also have two FPS losses there. So you're looking at they're really three and three versus uh current FCS teams. And it's crazy how deep it is. And you start, you know, okay, well, Delaware loses to to X team. Well, they beat X team who beat this team. Like it's, it, this web is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, Stony Brook, you know, is sitting currently at uh, number seven in the conference. So we'll see. I mean, that's two and two, right? Uh, they're tied with, with Delaware and stuff, but uh, they're going to have to go on a run. They're, they're going to have to beat Richmond. They're going to have to beat Towson. They're, you can't lose another game if you want to be able to make it in the playoffs. It's, it's just not, it's not that, uh, it's not, you just can't, right? Uh, out of the Big Sky, for example, we have Sac State six and two, Weber State six and two, Montana six and two, Montana State five and three, Portland State five and five or five and four, NAU four and four. Big deep conferences uh, out of the Missouri Valley: North Dakota State eight and zero, South Dakota State six and two, Illinois State six and two, UNI five and three, SIU four and four. In the playoff field here is so deep; it's so difficult to differentiate who are the really good teams and who aren't. Uh, obviously, injuries 
play a big deal into this. And, you know, uh, I really hope that Villanova can keep it up and, and get into the playoff and, and f- fill that hole because this is a really good team, uh, especially with Daniel Smith at, at the helm at the quarterback position. But it, it just makes it so much harder. I feel like these three conferences are really starting to gap uh, the rest of the field. And I'm not saying that the Ohio Valley or uh, the Patriot League or uh, even the, what is it, the Southland, not that they, they're not competitive, but like top to bottom, this is a real, they're really tough. And uh, I love the competition. I love, uh, one thing about uh, the FCS is there's so much parity. You don't really know what's going to happen. It's kind of like the Pac-12, honestly, if the entire country was like the Pac-12. You don't really know. I mean, uh, for a long time, as I was watching the scores come across, I was like, Sam Houston's say it's going to be central arkansas sam it's sam houston state's conference now there it is chalk it up to to a dub they come back they win and i know that's college sports in general but uh absolutely madness and and you can just see these top conferences are so deep and i don't know i, I obviously they're not going to take nine teams out of the caa into the and you know they might take four maybe five if we're pushing it you know but how many how many of these teams are going to be able to make it into the playoffs and in, in, in at what point, you know, does strength and schedule come in? We're going to get into that a little bit later when we talk about the big South and stuff, but uh, a really big telltale signs. And, and really this next week, week 10 is going to be a really big defining week to where we really get a clear picture. I feel like it's like uh, a puzzle where you just put one piece of puzzle at a time. You know, the first week we, we don't really know. We don't even have like an outline. We're just like looking at the picture on the box. And, you know, by week five, we kind of got the outline of it. You're maybe starting to put some shapes together. The, these next, this week, this last week, and uh, the next two weeks, they're going to be like, okay, we're going to pretty much know who's legit and who's not, who's going to be, you know, kind of rising to the top and who's not. And I feel like it's been later. Uh, Southeast Missouri has, has teased me all year long where I'm like I don't know if this team is as good as what everyone's saying they're as good and uh, you know a big win over UT Martin I'm like okay they're finally starting to kind of rise to the top but I don't think I don't know if they can sustain it um just as an example, I mean, I think UT Martin's playing well, and and Jacksonville State was was by far the favorite to win the conference, and and they're not, they're probably not even going to be close to winning it. I mean, they need a lot of help from a lot of different teams, and they'd have to win out. So, I just don't feel like the cream of the crop is really rising yet. Everyone's just kind of duking it out, and uh, they call it the. I believe I read online it was called like the Southland Curse, right? That everyone beats everybody, and you get one team in, or maybe you know, hopefully two teams, and uh, we'll see if that if that happens but like i said this this playoff field is really starting to take shape uh we're really starting to get a clearer picture on that and uh i cannot wait to see what comes in, in frisco so uh going off of that our conference leaders uh through nine weeks uh, out of the big sky Currently is Sacramento State out of the Big South, Kennesaw State out of the CAA, James Madison out of the Missouri Valley. We have North Dakota State out of the Northeast. We have Central Connecticut State out of the Ohio Valley. We have UT Martin. And the reason why they have it is they have four uh, conference wins with only one loss. Southeast Missouri has three conference wins and one loss. So obviously uh, UT Martin played more conference games. We'll, we'll see uh, in the end. I mean, if UT Martin wins out, 
You're just hoping that SEMO gets gets one more loss. Absolutely crazy there. Out of the Patriot, we have Lehigh. Out of the Pioneer, we have San Diego. Out of the SOCON, we have Furman. And uh, out of the, the SOCON, it's kind of an interesting conference now. Uh, you have Chattanooga, who I kind of wrote off. Uh, Chattanooga and Wofford. After the first couple weeks, I'm just like, eh. I'm just going to write them off. I'm not, I'm not really going to think about them. And they're coming back. They've made a couple of good wins. Uh, the Furman obviously had that one uh, ugly loss a couple of weeks ago. They were able to bounce back and obviously get the win. But we'll see what happens to the Paladins going forward. I mean, I, I really, I was really high on the Paladins. I thought they were a really good and legit team to be able to go toe to toe with Virginia Tech and, uh, and, and Georgia State. But what happens now? I mean, it, it, this, it is uh, such a crazy and deep parody-driven league. And then out of the Southland, we have Central Arkansas. And uh, as you know, barring any insane, you know, games or, or plays or anything, uh, Central Arkansas is probably going to seal that one up pretty good. They only have one loss. I believe the next person has three. So. Looks like they're going to be uh, taking kind of hold of that. So that those are our leaders through these weeks. We're starting to see a better pitcher. San Diego uh, plays Drake this upcoming week, and uh, but Drake, I mean, they don't have a really good record, but I believe they're undefeated in the in the Pioneer League. But it looks like San Diego's kind of a lock. We'll know for sure. The Patriot League is kind of a lock. Uh, out of the, the NEC, we won't. We'll have to wait till the last week of the season. And uh, even if Central Connecticut State loses that game, you might be able to put them in at, at, at large bid. So really starting to take shape. We're really starting to get a, a clear picture of what the playoff field will look like uh, at the end of November. All right. So now we're going to be taking the step aside uh, for our commercial break. Afterwards, we'll be talking. Talking about our top 15 uh, through nine weeks, obviously, start of week 10. And we will also be talking about the games of the week going forward. And uh, we will check up on any injury status updates uh, during the break to make sure uh, we bring you the most in-depth coverage of uh, this beautiful and wonderful and, like I always say, parody-driven uh, subdivision in college football. So stay tuned after the break. Okay, after that ad break, we are back. So uh, during this ad break, uh, kind of a funny thing. I, 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 you know, I opened up the the good old uh, Twitter box there to see, uh, listen in on, on some podcasts and, and some people. What are they talking about? It, it was just announced that the NCA is taking steps to. Uh, I don't know whether to uphold. I, I mean, I read it really quick, but uh, they're they're going to let athletes basically get paid. That that the California state bill uh, is going to be now kind of institutionalized in the NCAA. I uh, kind of saw that coming once when California made the bill because they couldn't re- repeal it. And how are you going to have a competitive advantage in California? Uh, I have a, a million and five questions. Uh, I love talking about this. We we talk about it in my classes all the time about uh, the implications of, of, of that and, and amateur sports and, and a lot of different things. And I would like to say I want to let it simmer, kind of like I told you guys at the first. Uh, I've actually had a lot of people come and ask me, and and uh, they've called me and they say, "Hey, what you know? What do you think about this?" And I'll give you my opinion. But a lot of times, if you kind of sit and wait and see, you're it's best not to speculate about these things. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was going to happen. Uh, I, I really want to know uh, at what degree they're going to allow their, their players to get paid. Uh, is that just going to be for football and basketball? Is it going to extend to, to sports like, you know, uh, softball? Because I know, I mean, I love watching the softball tournament, the NCAA softball tournament. Will it extend 
Division two, Division three, uh, those kinds of things. Kind of a wild uh, turn of events. So there you go. There's our news break. That's why we always take one, right? Okay, so uh, coming back towards it, we are... Uh, our favorite segment, our favorite part uh, of the week, and you guys it always brings the biggest reactions, uh, the most amount of comments, and that is our top 15. So here we go. Uh, coming in at number one, it is no surprise they were able to take down the Jackrabbits uh, in the Battle of the Dakotas. North Dakota State comes in at number one. Uh, our top three didn't move last week. Uh, we have a new one uh, coming in. Uh, number two, we have the James Madison Dukes, just the same as last week. They're looking really, really good. Uh, the thing is, like, with James Madison is they put up these, like, good teams against them, and then they just obliterate them. I mean, Towson is a good team, and I want to say it was 10-27. to 27. I'm pretty sure that was that was the, the score. Towson is an extremely good football team, and what happens to James Madison blows through it like like it's nothing. Uh, I cannot wait to see James Madison play against some of this tough competition because the CAA, I mean, they're leading the CAA, which a lot of people argue is one of the best. You know, Big South, CAA, or not, sorry, not Big South, Big Sky, uh, CAA, and uh, the Missouri Valley has the hardest conferences in football, right, uh, in the FCS. Well, every single one of them ha have a reason to argue for that. Kind of a fun argument. Uh Coming in at number three, not changing. Uh, a big win down there in, in Davis, California, is the Weaver State Wildcats. Uh, and cannot wait for this upcoming week for them. Uh, coming in at number four last week was South Dakota State. But uh, due to the loss, they're going to drop down a spot. And uh, welcome to the top for Sacramento State Hornets. Uh, they were actually able to move up two spots from last week with uh, South Dakota State losing and Villanova losing. So uh, they definitely uh, took advantage of that, uh, that little thing. I still, again, I uh, last week I, I really went in depth. Uh, you guys you guys can remember, as, as I talked about it, I don't know whether Sacramento State is that good. Um, They've been able to, to to beat the Montana schools, but Montana just lost to North Dakota, and North Dakota got obliter obliterated by EKU. I guess maybe not obliterated, but they lost to EKU, Eastern Washington, who has a really really looked good that season. This season, they only have a winning record right now, and and so you're starting to put things together. You're like, okay, well maybe that Montana State game wasn't as impressive. Well, that Montana game was. Okay, well, you got the Montana game. We'll give you that. I cannot wait to see these two square off. It is in Sacramento, so it gives uh, them a slight advantage. Cannot wait to watch. I believe right now they're a seven-point uh, favorite. We'll be talking about it in a little bit. But like I said last week, I had to move them up. They're still undefeated against uh, FCS foes. You got to keep on moving them up because they're not losing, and they're playing in a really good conference. Uh, coming in at number five, uh, South Dakota State. Uh, a lot of this is going to depend on Jabor Gibbs. Uh, obviously, uh, like I always, I always, uh, you know, talk about uh, injuries are going to be a really big, you know, a big issue, and, and 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 we all know that as as we've discussed this on this podcast, injuries can be catastrophic. But it looks like South Dakota State can handle their own. They're still going to be a good team. Now, are they going to be able to win in Frisco? It's going to be really hard to do with a backup and. Can they do it? You know, I'd love to see them win. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when the last time they won one was, but I would love to see South Dakota State win. I, I would love to see a lot of these teams get the dub and take home the natty, right? But we just got to see. We got to wait and see how, you know, when he'll be coming back, what the timetable is on that. Coming in at number six is the Northern Iowa 
Panthers, you and I, uh, last week they're number seven. You know, like I said, took advantage of uh, Villanova kind uh, taking the loss there. I have them in at number six, and I'm kind of uh, kind of floating there. The only reason why I have them here, and uh, I had somebody actually already push back on this against me because I already showed them our top fifteen. They said, "Why? Why is you and I higher than Illinois State? Illinois State has lost to NIU, lost to North Dakota State. Well, you and I." has lost to North Dakota State, so, you know, equal there. They lost to Weber State, so they're going to get credit for scheduling a hard opponent, and then uh, they lost to Iowa State in double overtime against a really good Iowa State team that I've been very high on all season. Uh, you know, you guys know that. I thought they'd be a little bit better this year, but you know, uh, everyone has their struggles, right? But you and I, you know what? If you schedule those top teams like Weber State, you know what? You deserve it. You're in at number six and uh big, big game this weekend coming in at number seven. Uh, last week they were at number eight is the Montana Grizzlies. Got to move them up. They bounced back uh, after a loss against Sacramento state. They were able to win. Uh, they were able to uh, beat Eastern uh, Washington. I guess, I guess uh, yeah, it's a down Eastern Washington team, but this Eastern Washington team last year went to the national championship. So, you know what? They were able to get the win. They're sitting in at number seven, uh, kind of looking up at Weber State and Sacramento State. We'll see what happens again this weekend and then in a couple weeks when Weber uh, takes on Montana. I believe Weber has them at home. Uh, I'm going to have to check on that, but uh, it, it will be, I mean, it's going to be a crazy end to such a great, great season uh, by both of the squads. So uh, coming in at number eight, uh, these guys were ranked number nine last week, uh, the Illinois State Redbirds, and they've kind of explained why. Uh, Illinois State, you know, they have two losses. Congratulations. They're looking good. Kind of embarrassed by North Dakota State, but everyone's kind of embarrassed by North Dakota State. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, just uh, had a fact check. It's at Montana, so Weaver State is going to have to travel to Montana. Kind of a, a different uh, game there. So, Illinois State's been looking really good all year. They they, they uh, didn't look good against North Dakota State. Uh, I thought that they would be a little bit better of a game. I was I'm not gonna lie, it was a little disappointing. They do get Northern Iowa at home this week, so they definitely have the option to uh, to jump up in the standings. But we're gonna come in at number uh, eight. Uh, coming in at number ten or number nine, sorry, Villanova Wildcats. Obviously, uh, last week they were number five, and they took a little bit of a dip. It was a last-second field goal. I'm not going to punish them and drop them out of the top ten. Uh, they got to figure out what they're going to do without Justin Covington because that that's a big blow. Uh, as I was looking through the stats, it's it, it really he his production is missed, and you can see it. I still think that uh, that coaching staff will be able to get uh, them going, and I think that Daniel Smith is is an incredible talent for that team. I love I've loved watching them this year. Uh, we'll leave them at number nine and we'll see what happens going forward through the CAA. Uh, coming in at number 10 is the Furman Paladins. They were able to bounce back, be able to get the win, right? And uh, they were number 10 last week. I didn't want to move them. Um, we're just going to kind of leave them there, see how it feels, uh, just to see what's going to happen. I mean, they do have a loss. Uh, they have two FBS losses and one FCS loss against the Citadel, but everyone has their day. I like them. A lot of people have been uh, putting Wofford back up there, but Wofford, those two FCS losses, just, I just can't get over it. I, I can't get over it yet. And they're going to play Clemson this week, so you can't put them in, and, and then you got to justify, well, you know, it's, they're playing Clemson. And then, but I really want, I'm willing to wait on Wofford. Cannot wait for that matchup uh, in a couple of weeks. Coming in at number 11, Central Arkansas. These guys do have a lot of injuries. I'm not going to lie, and I hope they get them back because uh, I do like this Bears team. Uh, they were 
12th last week, moved up a spot uh, for a couple of reasons, but looking pretty good coming in at number 11. Uh, I like it. We're just going to kind of see how it feels. Uh, kind of, s- I think this is a quarterfinal team. Uh, if they're healthy, if they're not healthy, they probably can still make it to a quarterfinal team. Obviously, you know, beating Sam Houston State uh, this last weekend. Extremely good team. Cannot wait to see what is going to come of them. Uh, coming in at number 12, the Kenosha State Owls. Now, somebody asked me uh, after last week's poll, you had them, I believe I had them as high as 8, and then now they're 12th. Or, and last week they were, I believe they were 11th. Why are you dropping them? And it's just, they're going. they got to wow me. And I understand that you, you only have one loss, but their strength of schedule is like 110th in the nation. And uh, could you imagine, well, let's flip the script. If we go into the FBS, for example, Alabama, what about if Alabama had the 110th, you know, schedule in the nation? We'd all be like up in arms, like, let's see them play somebody. Well, they got a chance this weekend. I want to see, they got two games to really prove to me how legit they are. They're going to play, I believe they play home against Monmouth and they go on the road to Campbell. And both of those games are going to test them. And if they're able to win both of them, uh, you know what? I'll put them top five. Let me tell you, they're going to be up there with the big boys. Uh, you know, I can justify them jumping over everybody. They have only have one loss, but I don't know if I could really say for sure right now, just because they haven't really played anybody in the big South outside of Campbell, Monmouth and, uh, Kennesaw State, there's not a lot there. Uh, coming in at number 13, I had them uh, tied for 15th last week is the Central Connecticut State. Uh, I believe the Blue Devils looking really good and strong right there. Number 14, the Campbell Fighting Camels. Crazy win against Gardner-Webb. Congratulations. Cannot wait to see you play uh, Monmouth and Kennesaw State. And then coming in at number 15, uh, we have the Stony Brook Seawolves. Have to give them a little bit of cred. Um, some of the people that were also considered, uh, you have North Dakota. The Fighting Hawks looking really uh, strong after beating Montana State. Obviously, Montana State was uh, considered, but we're going to drop them a little bit lower now that they, they were in the top 15. Now they dropped down. They're going to have to fight back up. Uh, we have SEMO, uh, Southeast Missouri. Don't know if I'm sold on them yet. We'll we'll wait a couple more weeks. We'll see what happens with UT Martin uh, over the next two weeks as well. They were also considered. I love UT Martin. I think they're a great team. I think they're going to bounce back strong, uh, especially at home against uh, Jacksonville State and then uh, also Wofford. So those were some of the teams that were also con- considered. And uh, so now let's get into the games of the week. Now this is week 10, right? And like I said, this is going to determine a lot, so much this week. We're going to have pretty much, if San Diego wins, or really if Drake wins, we have the Pioneer uh, League winner. Uh, and then we'll I'll tell you all the other ones. Uh, so out of the Patriot League, uh, Lehigh or Holy Cross, whomever wins, and I mean, barring they don't lose again, but uh, both of them are undefeated so far in the, in, in the division, they're going to go whichever game they're going to go. Uh, I, w- I would love to see the Mountain Hawks. I'd love to see the Crusaders. I think both of them have a legit chance to do it. And uh, let's see. Uh, and then out of the Big South, you kind of have that three-way tie, right? Uh, the game of the week for the Patriot was, again, Lehigh versus Holy Cross, and then Big South, Kennesaw State versus Monmouth. Battle for the top seed. You also got to consider Campbell. Uh, I believe all of them play away once and then home once. They don't have, like, away-away, home-home. But uh, it's looking really good. I cannot wait to watch the Owls play. And if Monmouth wins, oh, my goodness. You can't you can't put Kennesaw State. I don't even think you can put them in the playoffs. 
I mean, you would have to really, really hope they'd have to win out convincingly. But, you know, Campbell looking really strong. Monmouth looking really strong. We'll see what's going to come out of the, the Big South. Uh, and then out of the Southland, we have uh, UIW playing Nichols uh, in their game of the week. This is last chance, I, I think, really for both. UIW had a, a heartbreaking loss in overtime, or they would be, you know, one of the leaders in uh, the Southland right now, right along Central Arkansas and Sam Houston State. But a loss against Northwestern State in overtime proved to be the downfall. Nichols, you know, losing their four and four, not looking super great. I was a little bit higher on them than what I should have been, but uh, they were able, so that's going to be the game of the week. I think that's the last chance uh, to get into the playoffs and, and really seal the deal. Uh, you might be able to, but then you have to be, you have to make sure you're second in your conference. You can't be third or fourth in the Southland going up against a, a conference like the CAA that has nine teams that you could all make an argument that all beat really good teams. Um, out of the CAA, we have Towson versus Delaware, both four and four. I believe uh, one is one and three, one is two and two in conference play. Towson's played a little bit harder of a schedule. I feel like Delaware, the first of the season, they're kind of living on a prayer, and uh, it's kind of catching up to them. For every game you win close, you're going to have a game you lose close, and that's kind of what's been happening. And uh, I want to take Towson in this game. I love Towson. I really hope they're able to do it, but I think this is kind of the last uh, call for both of these teams. You know, Towson could maybe get in one more time. I mean, they would have to. They'd have to win out, obviously, if they if they lost this game. But Delaware, if they lose this game, they're they're done. I mean, I'm not even gonna. Uh, we're not gonna be touching them. With, with anything, we're not even going to be sniffing around the Blue Hens because I don't think if they lose this game, they are not going to be able to make it. So a big game for both of them. Uh, out of the big sky, we have Portland State versus Montana. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Portland State as a surprise. They haven't had a quality win yet. Uh, really, I mean, they lost to, to NAU uh, in over, or not in overtime, but in the last second field goal. Uh, I actually called it. I said that, uh, well, on this show, if you guys ever listen, we called it, right? Uh, if you're listening, you agreed. We talked about it. If you, you know, remembering a couple weeks ago uh, when I said, you know, is is Portland State legit? Going to lose to the NAU at NAU, and it happens. So we'll see what happens uh, that game. If Portland State does beat Montana, that can be their quality win. It definitely dropped Montana very, very far down. We will see what happens out of the uh, Ohio Valley. I've already kind of referenced it. We've got UT Martin versus Jacksonville State. I think this one is also uh, kind of playing for our lives here. Jacksonville State's weird. Uh, they have three losses right now, and you know you can say they're they're. They are what they are, right? But they got, I mean, they got beat down pretty good against Austin P. But Austan P's lost, uh, I believe it was the Tennessee State. It was somebody crazy because I was ready to say, you know, I'm on the Austin P bandwagon. Uh, UT Martin, I said, you got to win two of the next three. And they dropped one against SEMO. So they got to come home. They got to beat Jacksonville State. If they get that win, you're going to have the confidence and and, and, and everything, all that mojo you want to call it, going forward into the the next game, which is Austin PA, and then I believe you play like Tennessee State, and then you sign off with uh, Kentucky. So Kentucky's not even a game. You got three games left, really. I mean, Kentucky is it's a game, but you know what I mean. I want to, and I think this UT Martin team can 
I love Coach Simpson. We've had him on the show. I'm a big Skyhawks fan. Uh, this year, I've been very, very impressed with what they've been able to do. And I really think they gotta get they got to get this win. This is a must win, a very pivotal win for them to get this year, uh, this week. Uh, we will see what happens there. And then uh, out of the Missouri Valley, we have the number six and the number 18 facing off. Uh, Illinois State is playing home against UNI. If UNI is able to go into... Uh, you know, Illinois State, right? And they're able to get the win. That would catapult them so high. I mean, now we're talking about just absolute craziness, right? Well, Sacramento State or Weber State, one of those are going to lose. You can make an argument without Dakota State because UNI still has to play them and Illinois State, I believe, still has to play them. So you're going to be making arguments You know, that could catapult them as high as number four in the nation. Would be an extreme honor. Cannot wait to see what these Panthers and, uh, and these Redbirds do. I personally think it's two years away for the, for the Panthers. Uh, they're really really young but they're very very talented but they are young uh but this year if they're able to do it this year and they're able to win success when they're when they're young uh and then they they all come back for next year this team's gonna be good for a long time we'll see what the redbirds do i've been kind of more invested in the redbirds uh because my my school dixie state uh will actually be uh playing them next year can't wait for it, it will be a lot of fun uh in illinois so uh, we'll see what happens in the overall game of the week here it is weaver state against sacramento state like i said uh this yes we don't know how good Sacramento State is. Um, they're obviously good. They beat Montana. They beat Montana State. And both of those teams uh, had had very, you know, Montana State beat Southeast Missouri very, very convincingly. I believe by like 17 points. So Montana State is no scrub. And yes, they lost to North Dakota, but they're no scrub. They're good. And then you look at it, Montana, they're, you know, their defensive struggles. We'll see what happens. I cannot wait for this Weaver game. Uh their defense is stout, top you know, top five, top ten defense, and so is Sacramento. I believe they're they're they both lead in scoring defense. They're both top ten scoring defenses. Uh, a lot of people have questions about Weaver's offense. It's looking like it's going to start to kind of turn around. Uh, I'd like to take uh, if I was a betting man. Now I'm not going to tell you guys to go out there spend your money. I don't want you guys to lose money and then blame it on me. But if I was a betting man uh, to say that Sacramento State is favored by seven, I think that is very very generous. I would take Weaver State for a few reasons. Number one, Weaver State has been building this culture. Sacramento State last year went two and nine. Not saying that they're not good. Not saying that that coaching staff isn't getting it done. I like it. You know what? I was skeptical last week. We went over it. We did it as an as an audience. You guys listened as, as I thought through it, and I thought through it through the rest of the week. This is a good team, good coaching. I need to be convinced, and this is going to be the convincing point. If they're in Sacramento State, I'm the biggest fan. We're cheering for the Hornets. We'll see you guys down in Frisco. Hopefully, I, I mean I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but you know we'll be cheering for you. But with Weaver State, Weaver State's been there before. You know. Those guys, all those guys on that team last year, they remembered that painstaking loss that they took to Maine last year at home in Ogden. Yeah, it was a slugfest, but you lost. They want it back. They want to win the Big Sky. They won the Big Sky last year. Well, I mean, tied for it with with uh, EWU and, and UC Davis, but they won it. They want to be champions. They build this culture, and you have this newcomer. Now, it's kind of like Big Brother, Little Brother, right? When the Little Brother starts to kind of grow up and get a little bit of muscle, he thinks he can take on Big Brother. Normally, what does Big Brother do? Knock him down. Nothing happening. I used to do that with my little brother, Hayden. Uh, if he could come on the show, he'd probably laugh and say the same thing. Like We have plenty of backyard basketball and football stories for you. 
But I think it's kind of a little brother, big brother thing. I don't know if Sacramento State is ready. They're still a little brother in my eye. They still haven't got there. Now they can get there with the win, but they're still not there. I take Weber State, you know what, seven points. That is an extremely, extremely favorable betting line. Uh, if you're down and you want to put a bet, I, 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 I'd take that bet. Like I said, I don't like to bet. I get too nervous uh, when I when I put down money for that. But you know what? It is what it is. Such a good game. Cannot wait for the outcome. Definitely be watching that. I really wish they'd televise that. I believe it's on like Elevation or Altitude, some crazy channel. I mean, I'm here in St. George, uh, you know, four and a half hours away from Ogden, and uh, we don't even get the, the game. I wish we did because uh, it's going to be a really good game. I'll definitely be following it uh, very close, and I hope all of you guys do as well. As an audience, let's create the FCS fandom. Let's do it. All right, so that has been our FCS podcast. Uh, stay tuned uh, for the next week. Uh, we'll definitely be doing, I, I believe we'll be doing a separate podcast uh, uh, in maybe a week or two going specifically over uh, the the qualifications and what the committee is looking for in the, the playoff teams. And then, you know, picking our playoff teams, right? Uh, probably with, uh, you know, two or three weeks left in the season, we'll, we'll do that. But we're getting the picture. It's getting clear. FCS fans, let's do it. Cannot wait. Going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll, you know what? I hope you guys have a great week. You know, follow us on all our social media accounts. Uh, we'll be trying to provide you guys the most in-depth coverage of uh, all of college football. Stay tuned for more Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, look for this one on Wednesday and then also on Friday our FBS podcast and then hopefully on Saturday we'll have our Team of the Week. So stay tuned, FCS Fan Nation, and let's keep the ball gr- rolling. Have a great week. <laughs>